Everybody, welcome to Down and Out, the sports and entertainment podcast, taking the world by storm. Dom Tibbs alongside Evan Ryer, two sports quote-unquote professionals, giving our best shout out the world of podcasting, but we like to have fun, keep things loose, and a lot to get to today. As always, we got to start with a quick shout out to our boys, JD Masters and Buddha, Man in the Mirror, our intro-outro music, go show them some love. YouTube, SoundCloud, anywhere you stream your music, anywhere you stream our podcast, like Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, and go find our boys, JD Masters, and boot up, man, man in the mirror, friends of the program, friends of ours. Evan, happy Tuesday. Nice little docket of topics to talk about today. How you feeling? I feel good, man. It's uh, it's going to be an eventful, you know, uh, uh, April. We're we're obviously gearing up through uh to or to uh the NFL draft and and obviously the uh you know NBA playoffs are fully underway. Soccer season's wrapping up, and that means uh lots of sports to watch. Uh, and also just you know it's it's getting warmer, Dom, and you know it's it's going to get too warm because that's how it is in this yep. uh in this bitch of a state we call florida but uh at least right now it's like pretty much perfect like this is like the time of year where living in florida is almost at its best mm-hmm. is when it's like 82 on a on an april afternoon yeah that's that's real nice so well, the, the, yeah. thing that, the thing that kills me and it's funny you've been a florida a floridian longer in your lifespan than i have even i know you've bounced around obviously a little bit but is it is it common for floridians to just get blindsided when the first kind of heat of humidity comes in every spring because i swear to god i was shooting a softball game this weekend and it was kind of my first like real like we had really high humidity and it was my first really good experience with that since you know before the winter came and humidity became a non-issue then and it, it, it i was sweating <laughs> right through the, the the t-shirt that i had on i felt so gross in here no dude i mean it's i think how it works is that it's kind of similar to you know everywhere where it's the the back and forth where it's like oh you get like a uh, a day where the high is 58 but then you know two two or three days later it's a high of 88 and you're like oh shit i gotta be ready for that and then it hits you with another kind of cold front day and then back and forth back and forth um so at least for me it's like when it hits you you're it's almost like you know it's almost like when a certain family member you don't like walks in the door. You knew they were invited. You knew they were coming, but you're still kind of disappointed that they're there. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So that's uh, that's I, th- I, th- I think that's a good analogy. And and you know, as 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 fun as the weather is to talk about, Dom, we do have sports to talk about. We but, do have, but 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 we had forty five more minutes of weather topics planned. <laughs> It's Evan and Dom's weather time. It's our new podcast. Um, now, Dom, let's uh, let's let's get to, to to the meat. Let's get to the to the to the turkey, the ham, the roast beef, whatever the sandwich is, uh, and, and get to the NFL. Uh, you know, we still are getting major free agency news. Like, I mean, like I I said this last time when we were talking about Stephon Gilmore. It was like, look, there's still a lot of contracts out there. Still a lot of free agents that you know. There's there's still news to be had. And uh, we got that yesterday in the form of Denzel Ward uh, signing a big-ass contract extension with the uh, Cleveland Browns, made him the highest-paid corner and guaranteed money ever, which is kind of a wild thing because, I don't get me wrong, I think Denzel Ward is very good. Uh, I do wonder how this contract will look in like a year or two. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm right there with you. It's it's something that pops out to me. You know, obviously you see a hundred point five million contract extension. That that's that's the first thing that's gonna jaw at you. But you're you're getting seventy one point two five million guaranteed. And just reading this article and, and going through the stats, I mean that uh, former Jaguars cornerback now Los Angeles Rams Jalen Ramsey like that makes Ward higher 
a higher paid cornerback than the great Jalen Ramsey, than J.C. Jackson, who just got that mega deal with the Chargers, than than an injured Tre'Davious White right now, and and and, and even in his prime, Ev, like we talked about last weekend, that's more than what Stephon Gilmore had in his prime. Uh, yes, Denzel Ward, great cornerback. I don't want to take that away from him. He's young too, so obviously there's so much yeah, upside. At 24, it's like yeah, yeah monstrous upside, and uh, it, it's it's. I, I feel like it's going to work out, but I think it's one of those things where like we need to see Ward kind of have a a a, a season with the production level of maybe like a Trayvon Diggs, you know, and, and hopefully Denzel Ward covers in space a little bit better than Trayvon Diggs, but. Uh, you know, I, I really think that Brown fans are going to want to see Ward have a big season this year and really be productive on that side of the ball. And I think it's warranted. You know, you get that kind of money. Uh, I, that's that's the kind of money where you're not like, well, we're going to give you a year or two to keep developing. That's no, no, no. You're going to go make some some plays for us right now. Go do it. Well, you know, and he's he is a guy that, you know, I will say he's at least, you know, uh, consistent with his production in terms of big plays. You know, he's had uh, every, you know, four NFL seasons. He's always had at least two interceptions his rookie year in 2018. And then this past year in 2021, he had three. So, you know, at least consistent in that production. That's uh, always a good thing. I mean, double digit passes defended each season. I mean, the numbers always shape out really well for for Ward. What I think is interesting is that his uh his completion rate was the highest it's ever been this past season um i couldn't tell you if there was a reason for that uh but it was at 60.3 percent the the interesting thing is that he was targeted targeted the least he's ever been this past season as well so so targeted the lead like way less than he's or not way less than he's ever been but just you know three three targets less than 2020 um and uh, but but at the same time, it seems like he's kind of allowing more catches. Yeah. You know, uh, it's it's one of those things where that's like you know we always think that a corner like can't allow a catch, but it's like no, like if you're great at you know. If, if, if Cooper Cup catches a two-yard out route and then, or, you know, just a two-yard, like, kind of like a, a, a dump off or something, and you're able to tackle him right then and there, it's awesome. Like, that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's exactly what you want, which I will give credit to him. His uh, missed tackle percentage over uh, the past few years has drastically improved after that was kind of like an issue with him uh, when he first got to the NFL. So, I mean, it's a, it's a situation where, you know, Cleveland is obviously bought in on on, on this window, you know they are, mm-hmm. you know, by trading for for Deshaun and and uh, and and, and kind of making some of the other moves that they're making. They're saying, okay, these next, you know, four or five years, these are years that we really need to be thinking. You know, we're 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 competing for a Super Bowl, and uh, you know, locking down a franchise corner, a guy to be there each of those seasons, uh, it does make sense. So mm-hmm. I, I I don't hate the deal from like a a strategy perspective. The, the it's just going to be interesting if he lives uh, lives up to the contract. Yeah, I, I'm agreed on every front there. And just to play devil's advocate to your point, it, I, I will say though, with the Browns, it's it's definitely more something I think a lot of fans like me and you, NFL insiders, and people who just like the game of football, who aren't Browns fans, are going to be watching closely. It's you know because this isn't the first time the Browns have made big moves in 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 extending uh, guys and making uh, big money moves. You know the Browns have made moves in the past couple seasons where they've tried to position themselves as the team like, hey, we're serious about winning now. I think you saw that when they took Kansas City two years ago, uh, almost to the brink of uh, an AFC championship berth uh, before Kansas City went on to beat Buffalo in 2020. Uh, I, I I will just say with the with the Browns, and this isn't really more on Denzel Ward. This is just more on the Browns because, like you said, they have the pieces there. But it's almost the kind of the boy who cried wolf scenario. You know, I I, I cannot if the Browns are not going to be serious front runners and continually kind of be one two with the Bengals and probably go win a couple division titles in the next two or three years. I, I'm I, I'm gonna kind of just be like, well, that's the Browns. Let's move on. Uh, I, I, and that's just unfortunate. I, I think the Bills would be the same thing, right? If the Bills got all these moves and then they did shit with it and they let the, the Patriots go win the division or the Dolphins win the division still every year. If the Browns can't show 
fans in the NFL that they're going to win this division consistently with the talent they have, then it's like, well, what are what are y'all signing it for then? You know, you got to get it done at the end of the day. So I'm just I'm trying to play devil's advocate only because I think we've just seen this so many times before with the Browns, and I have to see it to believe it, kind of like what you were saying. Well, someone asked me recently, they were like, you know, er, er, you know, yesterday, I mean, they, they, uh, my, my cousin texted me and was like, do you, you know, something, you know, he just thought about was like, do you think the Browns go to an AFC championship game, uh, like in the next five years? Like, do they go to an AFC championship game? Mm-hmm. And my answer is, I think they go to like two. I really do think they go to two. Um, I don't know if they get past that though. So it's like, is that, you know, it, it, but, but that's the thing though, is that it's, it's, it's like, what are you supposed to do? Be like, oh wait, we actually, this isn't the right time to like go hard. Like we have to go hard and we're the Browns. And if that means we can only make AFC championship games, that's what that means. Because it's just unfortunate right now with the state of the AFL. I mean, it's just, it's, it's such a, like a, stacked. Just, it's, it's top heavy. That's very, it's stacked and it's top heavy. And so it's it's one of those things where it's like, okay, so let's say you get through the season. It's like, okay, so, you know, a a realistic potential path for the Browns is, okay, in the opening wildcard round, you're going to have to play like, I don't know, a Baltimore Ravens, like a a, a Lamar Jackson. Uh, Let's say a a Los Angeles Chargers Uh, or a a Herbert. Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. uh, Yeah. uh, Whoever. And then let's say you happen to win that game. You can pretty much guarantee that one of like the Chiefs or the Bills Mm -hmm. or like, you know, someone's waiting for you. Yeah. You might might get Joe, uh, Joey Burrow and the Bengals. You might be having to have that AFC match up there. And then God forbid you win that game. Obviously one of those same teams (laughs) are, yeah, it's again waiting for you. So it's just one of those things where it's, 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 I mean, who knows? The thing is, is I will say whether love, hate him. I don't know necessarily how much he's going to play this season, but Deshaun Watson is legitimately good enough that it, you know, I mean, they have a chance. Like, I, I don't know if I ever really felt that. That's like about with the Browns going to the to the AFC chipper with uh, with Baker. Like, I didn't think that was ever really going to be on the cards for them with Baker. You know, I mean, if, if Baker can do that, I mean, I think they can play in a Super Bowl with Deshaun Watson as their quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, you know, it's does, it, you know, do they build it correctly? Does the rest of the team execute? We'll see. Starts with uh, guys like Denzel Ward living up to superstar contracts. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, and we will have to see there. Obviously, something we'll keep our eye on. But speaking, I mean, Evan, we just literally rifle through, like, the best quarterbacks in the league. Now, Deshaun Watson not on this this uh, this ordeal here. But I believe it was Ian Rappaport and both Field Yates. They, 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 were, they were messing with my mind on Sunday because they – they, I think Tom Brady had tweeted at Aaron Rodgers, at Josh Allen, at Patrick Mahomes with like, uh, like just a, a little cryptid message, and then somebody retweeted it with like the the eyes emoji, like uh oh. But we found out yesterday that the match is back. It will be held in Las Vegas this year. And for those who don't know what I'm talking about, the match is the the big uh, golf event that took place last summer at Moonlight Basin. Uh, I think it was uh, it was. Roger was it Rogers and DeChambeau versus Brady and Brooks and do I have yes. I don't know if I have that backwards but yeah so that that's what that was last year and this year they've decided no professional golfers because golfers are lame apparently so we're going full NFL quarterbacks Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers the new versus the old bloods I am ecstatic I cannot wait for June first I again like I told you before we started recording I've would love for this to be in Montana again. Nonetheless, Josh Allen in golf shorts, give it to me. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean it's going <laughs> it's it's uh it's been awesome every single time they've done the match. It's it's rocked, right? So, I mean, this is uh the you know, we knew we were getting another one. It almost felt like this one took too long, but I guess we had to, you know, get through winter and the early part of uh of, of 2022. Um Well, I think you know, know what sucks is you know why they can't play it in Montana is because June 1st you're still likely there's still a very good chance it could snow, unfortunately. Oh, for right sure. Days. Absolutely. <laughs> I just Absolutely. I just got thinking that. I was like, "Oh, actually, that's probably why they have to go to the desert 
It's a it's a very real possibility in that uh that neck of the woods and you know I uh, I will say I'm kind of with the general crowd here where I do think you know Brady and Rogers' golf experience I think uh, I think they'll have uh, Mahomes and, and and Allen although I don't really I know Mahomes and Allen play golf but I don't know much about their games so who knows maybe I, they're yeah, uh, I don't listen I I I kind of I've been reading up on a little bit yeah I do it'd be great if they won but I Tom and Aaron, I mean, they they did it last year because they were such you know extensive golfers because they golf so much. I don't expect Brady and Mahomes or, or Allen and Mahomes to win, but I do expect this this shit to be very very entertaining. And the the, the smack talking between Tom and Josh so far has been nothing short of, of fantastic on Twitter. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's. You know, you, obviously the 15 interns running uh, Brady's Twitter account, um, you know, they're they're having a field day with this. I, I always laugh when people are like, man, Brady is a god at Twitter. And I'm like, guys, it's not him. Mm-hmm. It is not him at all. Like, all of these tweets are, like, way too, like, they're way too, like, cool on brand to, yeah. be, to be Tom Brady. Like... He like. Do you think Tom Brady edits the like the Let's Go videos that he posts after each win? Do you think he does the editing? Like, no. He, he like it's it's just because he turned into the camera and said Let's Go next week. Like, doesn't mean he made the video. Like, anyways, moving on. Um, no, it's uh it's gonna be a good one, I think. And at the very least, it'll be you know I mean June first. I couldn't I I couldn't tell you what's going on that day. I mean baseball, but other than that, you know it's probably gonna be pretty slow and and. Uh, that'll be a, a nice uh nice just viewing experience um like i said my money's on uh the old guys in this one but be uh be interesting to see i obviously i mean we're gonna have some long drive moments where you know who can who can hit it the farthest and uh you know i think it'll you know that that'll be kind of where the young guys can at least boast a little bit right well i'm, I'm just waiting for like on that long drive contest for alan mahomes to finally like the tension's gonna boil and they're both gonna be like all right bitch whoever can chuck this golf ball the farthest and, and brady and roger's gonna be like wait wait guys guys no this is a drive contest don't don't throw the oh, okay they throw the ball all right they they're they're in their own heads right now <laughs> like i i i personally think that alan and, and josh and patrick are just gonna have their own little competitions like they might be sliding up each other and th- this might be more of just an in, an individual thing for them because as we talked about uh that's very well <laughs> a good chance to be the possible afc championship matchup this upcoming season so uh it's uh not nonetheless though the conversations it's mic'd up and i believe is uh i think tnt's gonna broadcast it again so yeah they've been on so i'm sure we're gonna get chuck and the team on the the pregame crew i love they they mic them up the whole time um you know i i was into it last year because i was in kind of my beginning stages of getting into golf i i've since got a greater appreciation for golf but definitely if you're just kind of on the fence about golf and just want to see something that's a little bit more entertaining than what you normally get on a weekend for with real golfers um go go make sure you check this out i'm excited this could be really fun yeah uh and you know speaking of golf i can i think this is a good time to uh knock this out real quick mm-hmm. jordan spieth winner this past weekend and uh at the rbc heritage at hilton head island um you know uh my old stomping grounds and was really nice watching the tournament and uh and seeing you know kind of familiar areas and seeing them take on that golf course uh spieth kind of came back from behind on sunday uh you know, kind of needed to fire off a, a score to, to kind of just be in the, the conversation. Hit, you know, shoots like a 66. Uh, the rest of the leaderboard doesn't really break away. And him and Patrick Cantley go into a playoff uh, when it was all said and done. Spieth uh, got the W. So uh, that was uh, Spieth's first win in a year. Had, had not won since uh, quite literally like the same, like just like a, basically like a like it's pretty much the year anniversary since his last win, so uh, he he gets you know a W that is uh, after missing the cut at the Masters, you know mm-hmm. that's a it's a big deal for him in terms of you know is this guy going to be in the conversation for the uh, the majors uh, the rest of the way? So yeah, uh, cool stuff there. Uh, just wanted to uh, to drop that in. Shout out um, you, Jordan Speed. No, I think I, I I think as just somebody who again new, neutral fan of the sport of golf, getting into it is uh, Jordan Speed. I think is just one of those guys where it's fun to see him high in the leaderboards every weekend. 
I don't. I don't think he's a puller. Yeah. Like, like, like if if now if this is Patrick Reed every weekend up here, I think there's going to be a much t- much different kind of take. Yeah, to or it. even I mean, even at Justin Thomas, like people really like Justin Thomas, but Justin Thomas at least has like. I don't know. There's definitely a contingency of fans that don't like him. Mm, but okay. Spieth, Spieth is like, yeah, universally liked. I mean, there is pretty much no one in the golf world that thinks Spieth is like a bad guy or like, I mean, there was a video like, you know, on Easter Sunday, he gets done with his round and he's like, you know, he has to go practice. Like he gets done with the round, but he has to go stay warm in case, you know, the playoff happens. Right. Mm-hmm. And he walks by this group of kids and he's like, hey, I'm going to go be in this playoff. He doesn't even know if there's going to be a playoff yet. But he says, he's like, I'm going to go be in this playoff. If you guys stay right here, I promise I'll come back and, like, sign everything. But I just got to go. I got to go get all my shit. I mean, he's just. <laughs> I got to go win. I got to go win the RBC Heritage real quick. I'm he's, sorry. he's just an all-around, like, awesome dude. And, uh, you know, the part of the reason why he's so much fun to watch, too, is that he gets into trouble. Like, he he's he is like the everyman golfer in the way that he does. I mean, no everyman golfer does what he can do, but you know, when you turn on the, if you turn on the coverage, like, I don't know when he plays next, if it's this weekend or whenever, if you turn on the Thursday or Friday coverage, I guarantee you, at least if you watch three holes, at least one of those three holes, Spieth will be in like the right woods, like, (laughs) and you'll be like, Oh, like he's done. Like he's making a bogey on this hole for sure. Like he's got a whatever. And he does some crazy punch out, runs the ball up, up on the green and has like 10 feet for birdie like he is that kind of guy and uh that's what makes him so uh entertaining and enjoyable to watch i mean he even i mean in that final round on at uh at, at the heritage that ended up getting him in the playoff he you know six under like 66 he i think he had two bogeys like i mean he he he's just kind of you know he's kind of wild so um yeah no good always good when uh when you know Spieth is winning tournaments, and uh, it was always you know I I always watched the Heritage every year because you know I used to live there and stuff, and so it was uh it's just a nice little nice little weekend of golf. Um, it's also been a nice uh, little weekend of uh, NBA basketball. Well, that it has, Evan. I just want to start this by first saying uh, you're welcome for me believing in the Hawks. I told you they would do it. They got themselves in. Uh, I'm happy for them, Ev. But then I think I quickly realized the situation they were they were in, and now yeah. I'm like, ooh, that's the Miami case. Heat. <laughs> um, in case ever, in case anybody forgot, uh, the Miami Heat are the one seed in the East. Uh, they're very, 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 very good. And the 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 Atlanta Hawks. It's very clear that they are living and dying by Trey Young. It's and, and and folks, this is not like like breaking news. Like obviously the Hawks were gonna have to live and die by Trey for the most part uh in, in this tournament but yeah the heat just there i i think i think we mentioned it last episode of is like the heat have been wildly for a one seed wildly disrespected in terms of just not getting the 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 championship buzz that you, you would normally get from a one seed out of the east <laughs> by yeah. in, in any other season and they're kind of showing like hey like well, fuck you guys. We are here. So uh, I guess that's a good part to start just with this East is, yeah, the Heat are up one nothing on the Hawks. Uh, Boston using all a, a, a buzzer beater by Jason Tatum to beat the Nets there. I'll pause right there just to say that, like, if Celtics stands and Celtics fans thought you were going to run away with a series with the Nets, you now know why so many people picked the Nets to upset the Boston Celtics because – and without Jason Tatum, that that's we're we're one nothing Brooklyn after game one. Yeah, he's incredible. I mean, this has kind of been his uh, at least so far in his career, which it's still so wild how young he is. But I mean, this has kind of been his magnum opus season. Like he has just been, you know, probably his best all around season as a uh, NBA player, and especially definitely as like in the star profile that he's you know kind of accumulated over the past three, four, or five years. So no, uh, that spin move to finish for the for the game winner was. I mean, someone pointed out, like, I don't know if you realize when you first watch the highlight, he starts spinning before the ball is in his hands. He is spinning before the ball gets to him. Like, 
he is already rotating, which is like absurd. Like that's, he doesn't like get wild. Yeah, like go back, watch it frame by frame. Like he starts rotating to like catch the ball, and then it's just a fluid motion up and in. I mean, yeah, he's a he's a special player, and you're totally right, Dom. Like you're totally right. Like if he if he is just having a good game in in game one, it's uh, the Nets up one zero. But that's the deal. Is that you know kind of like with the Hawks last year, where it was like, okay, can Trey Young go put up thirty, and can the rest of the team just do a decent job? The Celtics are going to get more than just a decent job from the rest of their team Mm -hmm. and then it becomes does jason tatum you know do what he does or do what he's been doing this season and did that in game one so we'll see uh if he's if he's got more of that in the tank uh other scores to uh kind of rifle through at least from sunday as we get into monday there uh bucks go are up one nothing on the bulls with a win there um suns pelicans a little bit of a closer game than i kind of thought it would be but nonetheless the suns put up 110 and they take a one nothing series lead uh heading into monday you got the 76ers jumping up 2-0 on the raptors now um philly definitely showing you know why they were getting so much championship buzz uh i, I i'll pause there just to say that it is it, it is remarkable to watch Joel Embiid this regular season, but to watch playoff Embiid, like I think we're almost gonna have to make a nickname. And it's not like he's tearing up the he didn't tear up the the stat sheets really by any means in game two. He wasn't even the team's highest scorer. But like I'm just talking about like more his demeanor of him. Like I love the the interaction that he when he told Nick Nurse to stop bitching about the foul calls last night. It, the the demeanor that he carries on the court is contagious, and it makes you hard like. It makes it hard for somebody who doesn't like already who maybe doesn't hate the 76ers to just be like, yeah, I would love to see Embiid cap this off and and what probably should be an MVP caliber season. It'd be great to see him maybe win this title because you could just tell how much he wants it. Yeah, Embiid deserves one at least. I mean, he is uh, he, he he is one of those types of players where you know, Dom, I think you hit it on the head. Like, you know, there's guys that that are fantastic at what they do in the NBA or they're fantastic at what they do in sports. But, you know, at the end of the day, their personality almost feels like it's, um, it's like produced. Like it's mm-hmm. like kind of what I was talking about with the Brady thing of like, Oh, this, there's like a publicist at work here. There's like all this stuff at work here. Embiid, no matter where you see him or how you interact with him online or whatever is so genuine and it's genuine, like, you know, from, from game one of of each season through the playoffs, through the offseason. He's just, he's a real-ass motherfucker. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I love watching him play. And, and he's a guy that, you know, I don't know why I have such a soft spot for the 76ers. But if, if you know, it had to be anyone from the East or kind of the team, I'd like to see do it. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. I mean... It's just gonna be, dude. This East, it's 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 not stacked like the top end of the the West is, but mm-hmm. it just like literally we said that we say this all the time. It's like you're looking at all these teams and you're just like, man, the 76ers, Bulls, Nets, Celtics, Heat, like that they literally could round robin each other. Like they they literally could all just beat each other if it was if that's how like the tournament went. Like yep. it's 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 nuts. Well, and Evan, you were mentioning it before we got into the podcast as we get into the next slate of games here. Like from from last night, for the Mavericks to go get a six-point win over the Jazz, Jalen Brunson dropping 41 and a game where he needed to have a game because you don't have Luka. I, I, it's easy for the Mavs to go down in a quick 2 nothing hole there at home and then go to Utah facing elimination, but... Holy cow, Jalen Brunson, what a what a night to have a night because boy was that well needed. Yeah, no, it was uh it was needed and it's interesting, you know, in the context of uh Luca and the Mavs kind of like previous years, you know, it's if Luca's not playing, the Mavs are in deep deep shit. And you know, it to, for for them to be able to at least split the first two games without Luca, mm-hmm. that's at least like in years past we'd be like, okay, well, you know, Luca's coming back, and the Mavs could come back and win this series, but uh, it's only because Luca is that good. Now, you know, it seems at the very least that the Mavs, you know, the rest of the pieces are playing at a decently high level and 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 up for the challenge. So, you know, Luca doesn't 
have to do an insane, you know, amount of magic just to, just to, you know, keep the Mavs in it, keep them afloat. So, yeah, I, uh, I think, I think they said he's, he's, you know, got a pretty good chance to come back for Thursday. So, you know, God willing, I mean, you know, basketball's better with Luca in it and the Mavs, you know, I mean, if they, if they get Luca back, I mean, you know, it's going to be tough. I mean, obviously I believe, uh, if they win this series, they're probably playing the, uh, the Suns after that, but, um, I mean, you know, you give yourself a chance with Luca. Otherwise, you know, that ain't we all know that ain't happening. So Yep, exactly. Uh one other team speaking of teams that are just good for basketball, it depends on how you feel about them. Because I was having a discussion with my buddy last night, who's kind of a neutral NBA fan who pulls for the Warriors, but uh looks like a healthy Warrior team app. News flash when they're healthy, they're very good at the sport of basketball. Um, and this guy named Steph Curry, no idea if you heard about him. Uh, nope. He's he's very efficient with with his 23 minutes of play last night. 126-106, Warriors take a two-game lead uh, after game two last night. First, I, I, I think we all know that the Warriors were good and had this ability to be healthy. But you were talking about Joel Embiid with the MVP buzz, and obviously Nikola Jokic is is right there. You know, is maybe expected to win a back-to-back MVP. I, I, I'm going to say something really negative about Jokic, and I don't like it because I, I like him as a player. But that dude, he's a head case in the playoff, man. Like, yeah, dude, he's got uh, – I, I, I don't know which dude it was from the Warriors. I don't know if you saw this, but he just came up and kind of gave him a little, little rear end tap, like, hey, good job. He lo- he almost lost his shit. Like he like charged at the dude. Guys had to hold him back, and like even Steph Curry was like, "Nicola, what are you doing? Relax, bro." He didn't do any. He was just giving you like a, a little respect tap on the on the old butt cheek. You know what 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 guys do? <laughs> like I, I don't I, I I hate to be so nitpicky, but for a guy who we're considering for the MVP, and maybe it's because I just want Embiid to win it so bad, like n- this is not the time to have a breakdown like that, man. Like you're you're down two zero. And you're going back at home, and you really haven't looked like young. The, the Nuggets have looked a little disheveled, <laughs> and and, cut, and that that was really them coming the last two weeks of the regular season. And it, it, when you need Jokic to carry you through, it, it, you know, kind of what how you know we were, we thought maybe Luca would need to carry the Mavericks through, but that wasn't the case. When Nikola needs to carry the Nuggets through in a big series here against the Warriors, he, he's kind of dropping the ball, and you're kind of seeing a major flaw kind of unfold on the biggest stage in the first round of the playoffs. Well, I th- it's, I think uh, in part, you know, the, the Nuggets are such a bad matchup for the Warriors, especially without, uh, with, without uh, Jamal Murray. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they just cannot hang in the perimeter, both offensively and defensively. Um, you know, I mean, I, I did not watch uh, m- pretty much any of the, the, the game, too, but I, I saw a lot of highlights on Twitter last night, and it just seemed like, you know, uh, the Warriors, you know, obviously they're good at shooting the three. Uh, they, they, they were given plenty of space to shoot the three. You know, I mean, you know they're already going to make shots. You need to close out. You need to be better about that. And they the Nuggets just don't seem to, to be there. I think maybe part of, you know, maybe Jokic's frustration is like, you know, I mean, this is supposed to be a Nuggets team that, I mean, obviously is missing Murray, but is also kind of supposed to like pretty much be there. Like they're kind of like, I mean, Aaron Gordon's there now, like they're mm-hmm. supposed to, you know, kind of be a team that, that can hang with the Warriors tit for tat, like whether or not they are missing a star or they do have a star. So I, I understand his frustration. He is a head case though. I mean, that's, what's funny is that too, it's like, I don't know, center head cases. I mean, they exist like in NBA history, but it's kind of, I feel like we haven't seen one in a while where it's, it's a guy that's, he's, it's not just a center that's like, you know, a big bad bruiser that will just like, just is looking for a fight, but legitimately a guy where you go, it's like, are you composed enough to play in an NBA game right now? Right. Um, right. So. Well, and it's funny you bring that up because me and my buddy were, were having some drinks after work last night, watching the tail end of this game. And we were both like, is that DeMarcus Cousins on the yeah. bench of the Nuggets? And it's like, yeah, it is. So it's not like it's not like Jokic has the best setter role model to be looking up to, to be helping him on that bench. That's true. Yeah, Boogie's probably encouraging it. Probably not not helping uh, all too much, but. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of been pretty chalky, you know, to to, to start the kind of first uh, first round of 
you know this uh this yeah. this you know first round I really mean, the only the only surprise is we get into the you know like your hawks play the heat tonight and just kind of getting into tonight's games which will be the last uh game twos uh, of the playoffs is you know hawks play the heat game two uh pelican suns play game two tonight but really the only thing that's not chalky ev i'll save this for last is just to mention like the the t wolves you know ride, yeah. ride the hot streak they they take one from john the grizz and yeah I, I think that that definitely took a lot of people by surprise just being like hey like they're the seven seed you know this is a team that that that, that celebrated their play in victory like it was the nba nba finals and a lot of people are like well they're going to get swept by the grizzlies doesn't matter not the case not the case, Minnesota. Well, well that's Carl what's Anthony that's now. what's interesting here is that I think if it was any other team but the Grizz, we'd be talking about like the T Wolves getting beat in the opening round. I, I, you know, you can, you know, you can bring up the comment about like, oh, well, the T Wolves celebrated their playing game, like, you know, that that kind of gives you a sign of like, oh, they, you know, they don't necessarily think they belong here or whatever mm-hmm. it is. But I mean, the Grizz kind of have something to prove as like a high seeded playoff team because that's not their that's not where they've been in uh, recent years. And, you know, they've you know, it's nice that you can go rack up the W's in the regular season. But, you know, they're kind of a team that needs to be tested at this, you know, in playoff time. And, you know, right now it's like, OK, like you guys went down one oh, you know, it's uh it's it's now time to kind of steady the ship and you know if if they're not mentally there if they're not mentally like ready i mean the t wolves can just yeah like you said hot hand like just mm-hmm. momentum alone can uh, can kind of propel them forward so and the last thing i'll say about this series is just like and i cuz i promise you the the listener right now that if if the grizzlies come back and win 4-1 in this series you like i i will forget all about me giving credit to the timberwolves and i'll and you're going to hear me say in 4 games from now and Ab, you can be the witness. I will definitely say, well, the Timberwolves just didn't deserve to be there. I mean, they just from the moment. I will, I will forget Game One so damn quickly <laughs> if if the Grizzlies go rattle off four or five, you know, win this in four, uh, or, or excuse me, win this in five. I I will one hundred percent forget about it. That is just again, that is like that's hot take brain. You know, what are you doing for me now? Mentality. I will completely forget about this. So it's not like the Grizzlies can make me very much just move right, right the fuck along my life. But again, just for playoff parody, kind of fun. It's fun to see, you know, like if the Timberwolves can do a 2-0, a 2-1 and take it to Minnesota, like, you know, you never know. You just, you just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We're looking at a very, very interesting uh, rest of the series there. And then, you know, all it takes is, hey, if you go win one series against a really good team, you know, you know, I mean, we've seen we've seen teams like the Raptors and 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 the Hawks. You know, all it takes is just kind of winning one series that that either you're just an evenly match or you're an underdog in, and and uh, you know the there's a lot of crazy things that can happen from there. So, um, Dom, speaking of crazy things, uh, the you know finances, money, fungible matters currency all these things are crazy stocks these are crazy things and uh things we need yeah um i absolutely do you know where we can go for those things um so when i crunch the numbers i'm a big crunch the numbers guy if i crunch them really finances and then i re-crunch them i think we can go to the cash grab and make that kind of money oh okay well then how do we get there well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to transition us there, but I promise you folks, oh, okay. we are going to come back and we're going to come back with a little bit of baseball and a couple things to wrap up the end of the show. So stay tuned. The second half of Down and Out returns right after this. Hey guys, Dom here. I want to tell y'all about Anchor.fm. Yes, Anchor.fm. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free and there's tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Don't know how to get your final product on all the major streaming platforms? Have no fear. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and tell them Down and Out sent you. All right, let's get back to the show.
Welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. Second half of Down and Out is underway, and we begin with pain, pain, pain for Mr. Evan Ryer. Um, it's it's I I always feel bad because I feel like we have talked about it so much over the past couple months, and like I've had my fair share of pain moments. You know, like I had to sit there and talk on this podcast about when the Bills blew a 13-second lead to Kansas City in the AFC Divisional this year, but Evan. Braves fans, man, tugging. First of all, so Freddie Freeman and the Dodgers are home against the Braves, hosting Atlanta. You know, first time Freddie plays against his old team. We'll start in the beginning of the game, Ev, where the nice moment comes in, right? Like, tug at the heartstrings immediately. Um, Freddie Freeman's son, I think his name is, uh, is Charlie, runs up to Dansby Swanson, gives him a big old hug. Like, just tug at the heartstring right there. Just such a nice moment. But then, Ev, I'll let you kind of take this one from here as uh, Freddie just drops the, oh, of course, this is going to happen moment for all Braves fans watching this game last night. Yeah, uh, Freddie, you know, Freddie's first at bat, um, you know, I mean, he steps in the box and you're just like, I don't know, as a Braves fan, you're just, you're just so... Uh, God, it just it feels surreal to see him like not in a Braves uni. You know, I mean, it's just a very weird look. Um, it was not an unfamiliar or really even weird look when he went opposite center for a home run in his first at bat because, of course, and of course, it was like his first home run as a Dodger. You know, comes uh, against the Braves, so um, it's uh, it's you know storybook in that way, and you know the Dodgers kind of. Kind of took it to uh, Oscar, you know, uh, which is not necessarily surprising. I mean, you know, as like arguably like the fifth guy in the rotation, mm-hmm. um, but it, you know, it kind of set up perfectly that way. I mean, I'm almost happy it was off Yanoa and not like off of Max Freed or something. Um, Gives you, you know, because that, that you're, you're, there's a lot more trouble brewing in the distance if, if it's one of your aces getting shelled there. Um, well, they're already getting shelled to start the season, so right. I'm, I'm glad. You know, I'm, I'm just happy it wasn't a, uh, you know, at least Freddie's first home run, his first at bat against the Braves. You know, it is what it is too, though. I will say this: like, it's definitely surreal. It's definitely sad. You know, and 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 seeing Freddie tear up and and all that stuff. And, and you know, I mean, it was it was definitely emotional. Don't get it twisted. And, and it sucks to lose. I mean, I, I but I'll be real. Like, after that first at bat, like, it kind of went back to normal Braves vibes for me. Like, it was kind of like, okay, well, can we win this game? And, you know, they go down like 6-0, and they bring it back to 4-6. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they at least had some some juice. Uh, Ozzie Albies with five home runs uh, hit another one last night, and that uh, that's tied for the uh, Major League uh, record right now. Um uh, you know, we're not Marcel Zuna fans here, but he does have four home runs uh, and 14 hits in his first 48 at-bats. He's insanely hot. But there's only one guy that's hotter. And I will say, too, Dom, this plays a huge factor in terms of missing Freddie and feeling bad. Mm-hmm. If our replacement first baseman was having a tough go of it, it would be like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, what are we doing? Like, Freddie's doing this against us. We could have had this. Matt Olson is hotter than fucking like the sun right now dude i mean 452 average 566 obp that's crazy 7.714 slug so that's a 1.28 ops he's already got one war on the season uh in you know 12 games um you know at that rate if he did it like that, then he would end up having like eleven war by the end of the year, which, which is, is like, like Mike, like Mike Trout territory. Yeah, um, and there's and no. And you said that from the very jump of this whole thing, Ev. As you, you and I'll give you credit. As you said, like if if it's going to suck that first time you you play against Freddie in LA, and then when Freddie comes home to Atlanta in June, you know that's going to be tough, right? But you said it from the jump. If Matt Olson comes in and can avoid maybe a cool start and kind of show, you know, that why, how he was so good with the A's and show this this why he's brought in with the kind of money he's been given, then he's going to make Braves fans kind of forget about it. And I think that's to his credit is why, you know, you get through the first at bat, and I, I saw a lot of general reactions that were around the same. It's like, yeah, that sucked. You know, you miss Freddie. We love him. But, like, Matt Olson, though, like, 
Oh yeah, <laughs> that's like it's like it's like you for it's like when you give up like your first like your car as a kid, like a you know your sentimental Toyota Camry that that got you through all four years of school and high school and maybe like your first job, but then you get your first real big boy paycheck and then you you know you come up with a nice Lexus and that's Matt Olson, <laughs> you know. Well, and an understated moment from last night that the broadcast recognized, but it wasn't you know obviously highlighted a bunch. Um, was when Olsen got his second hit of the night, which was off a of Kershaw, you know, second hit off a of Kershaw, and it was like basically like first pitch, just sends it the other way, like just a you know classic you know example of like a hitter, not just like a power guy, but just a hitter, like what Freddie is. Mm-hmm. I mean, Freddie he goes and gets on first, and Freddie is just kind of nodding, like Freddie's like yeah. Like not yeah, damn this dude, this dude can rake, and I mean, and that's the deal. Like when when you signed Olsen, you knew that you were getting a very top level player. If he plays like this, I mean, this is, I mean, this stretch right now is as hot as Freddie ever has been. You know, I mean, you know, and he's gonna cool down. I mean, he pretty much has to. But I mean, for right now, I mean, this is. You know, quelling the pain that Olsen is the Braves leader in hits, doubles, and walks. I mean, just an all-around killer in the box right now. We just need our our pitching to kind of get it together. Um, Kind of been getting lit up a little bit uh, more than you'd like recently. So, uh, you know, they go... That batting average, though, like... Jesus, that is yeah four five two. Yeah, like, I, I, mean, I know we're still early on, right? But like that's like that is. I don't think people realize how like who aren't like baseball fans realize how difficult it is. That is almost saying that one of every two at bats, Matt Olson is guaranteeing you a hit. Yes, it's twelve games in, twelve games in, but that will make a difference in the record columns. That'll make a difference in the longevity over the course of the season. Hall of Famers in the MLB get into the hall in Cooperstown for being successful 30% of the time. Just just to make sure everybody understands is how crazy the start is for Matt Olson. Well, and, you know, I mean, the thing is, is, like, if he has that kind of, you know, again, if he has Freddie Freeman numbers as a Brave, he will go to the Hall of Fame because his Oakland numbers are already, like, really impressive, mm-hmm. but they just require the step up. Being Freddie Freeman level would be a step up, and but, I mean, right now it seems very, very possible for uh, for Olsen to do that. Um you know, it was a pretty eventful, you know, just a quick rundown of some of the other MLB stuff that, you know, I thought was interesting. Uh, Yankees lose two out of three to the Orioles. Um, oh, yes, that's what we love. Um, you know, the, the the you know, Mike Trout gets uh, hit on the hand. It nope. seems like he's okay. That's what we don't love. But, yeah, no, uh, MRIs came back negative. Um, and also in that same game, too, is uh, El Tuve strained his hamstring. and that's actually I, Yeah, lot, I saw that as well, yeah. More, that's a lot more serious, unfortunately. The good thing is is that, um, you know, Jared Walsh and Joe Adele have been doing pretty decently so far. So Seems like Adele had a nice, like, kind of comeback few days after kind of some – you know, he didn't hit hit especially well in the first couple of series, and it. I mean, he also had a couple of defensive errors that like people highlighted. Yeah, so. well, and Adele kind of has the. I mean, he's not he's not Matt Olson by any means. I don't want that to get misconstrued. But in terms of like anticipation and like fans waiting, like, hey, what's this guy gonna do? Like, how how fans wonder that for Matt Olson. That's kind of what Angel fans are wondering with Joe Adele. Is like, okay, we saw him kind of get acclimated last season, being the top prospect in the organization. That's a non pitcher. But now we got to see it this year. So yeah, he's he, he's a he's great great defensively. He's already made some really good nice plays in the outfield. Um, but yeah, he's getting he's getting it together. So that that the trout thing does suck, but it, it doesn't sound like it's anything major, thankfully. And uh, we'll just we'll, we'll we'll close our eyes, grit our teeth, and hope that we that we can at least win a uh, you know a game or two here against the against the Astros. Yeah, um, you know, so uh, Braves-Dodgers is obviously like kind of the series of the week or whatever. Um, I will say, you know, today we have a doubleheader of it, um, and then we'll get the third game, I believe, on Wednesday. Um, but Giants-Mets, that's uh, that's that's one you might want to tune into tonight or tomorrow night because 7-2, uh, 7-3. Um, two of the best teams in baseball, at least in this early days. Uh, but I mean, Giants and Mets feel like two teams. That feels like, like a preview of a NLDS matchup. 
that feels like it's coming um, again down the road. So I, um, there's a sta- oh, okay. So this is even crazy uh, just about that series. So the Mets and, Gi- and Giants have hold the lowest ERA so far for a starting pitcher. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I knew that the Giants had the lowest one, and I knew that the Mets pitchers were doing well. I, I didn't know that, where they were that at. Has, but... That has flip-flopped since. The Mets are uh, now yeah. pitching a 107 combined team ERA. The Giants at 2.22. Dodgers That's crazy. quickly behind them at 2.30. So you know, if you're if you're a fan of like you know booming offense and lots of runs, it might not be the series for you. But like good baseball, that as you mentioned, Ev is probably going to be a a big, uh, a, a somewhat of a playoff preview. What we can maybe expect later this year. Yeah, definitely tune in for that. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that. Uh, it, it, it's that's definitely at least of all the series that I'm looking at for the you know next few days. That's like the ooh baby. Um, also, you know, hey, those. Uh, the only other thing I wanted to bring up is those. Uh, those Colorado Rockies. They are seven and three. Seven and three, so and they're playing a Phillies team there, huh? that's the struggling. I don't know. The NL the NL West looks fucking stupid right now. It's literally like eight and two Dodgers, seven and two uh, uh, Giants, seven and three Rockies, seven and five Padres. I mean, goddamn. Well, hey, just, you know, hey, just just for just because it's the NL West, we have to always shout out the Diamondbacks for living up to their mediocre expectations. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's, I, it was expected, right? I mean, you saw it last year with the Padres kind of, you know, falling tail, tailing at the end of the season, but really they were kind of giving some noise to the Giants and Dodgers there. It's to be expected, but now you throw the Rockies in there and, you know, everybody before the Chris Bryant deal was expecting them to maybe go into a rebuild mode. Well, I, I, I think they're kind of proving a lot of people wrong. It's like, no, no, we brought in Chris because we expect to win. It's very early in the season still. You know, they're they're 10 games in, but if you're a Rockies fan, you got to be feeling pretty good about the situation you're in because they and unfortunately for them, the Padres and everybody else, is I think we both know Av is like the Dodgers and Giants are going to this is them. Like what you're seeing, they're not going to tell off because the Dodgers and Giants are are just solidified as very very good ball clubs. So, if the Rockies want any shot in hell of securing I, I don't know, the NL West pennant somehow, or just more likely a wild card spot, that they're going to need this kind of consistency all season. Yeah, no question. It's uh, It's been a fun start to the season. Obviously, things are early as fuck, but there's already some, you know, already seeing some storylines that you're like, oh, this is going to matter in October. Like, this is this is important. So that's always nice. Um, speaking of one of those is that uh, tonight I will be going to see your Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp take on your Gwinnett Stripers. Uh, this is kind of a tough game for me uh, personally because, you know, as being from Jacksonville, it's like, you know, you, you got to support the Jumbo Shrimp. You know, you got to you got to support your boys. But the Gwinnett Stripers are the AAA affiliate of the Atlanta Braves, and their visit to Jacksonville tonight is important for one very specific person, uh, and that's Ronald Acuna Jr., who begins his rehab assignment tonight. He will be playing in Jacksonville for the Stripers, um, and uh, I'm very, very excited to watch him hit a 500-foot home run into the ocean. Um, (laughs) because I, I I think he might um, he this you know obviously Cunha's been out uh, since like June of last uh, uh, of last year um, you know Braves won the World Series without him he is finally on his way back and uh, you know that starts with a with a triple A assignment and I'm uh, I'm lucky to be able to watch him tonight so that's well, and then uh, tell the people who's throwing out the first pitch to get this well going. yeah before Cunha hits a uh, hits a mammoth home run uh, we'll get to watch. Coach Doug Peterson throw out the first pitch tonight. That's gonna be fun. That uh, that'll be a good time. Um, you know, uh, well, hopefully he doesn't. You know, I, I I can't imagine Doug screwing up the the first pitch in a way I that just, makes I me. Keep, I keep thinking of the fifty cent clip in my head. I'm like, just as long as Doug doesn't fifty cent it, he's gonna be yeah. fine. Well, the thing is, is that it's like. We, the, the, the baseball stadium is very close to the football stadium. You know, if the baseball stadium was further away from where the Jaguars played, I would be less worried because I would think that the energy of the Jaguars <laughs> HQ know, wouldn't be negatively right. affecting. But because it's right there, I'm like, damn, you know, Doug might like, 
I don't know. See, it doesn't matter if Doug breaks his ankle while he's throwing the first pitch. Like, I mean, it doesn't, you know, that shouldn't affect the quality of the Jaguars. But I don't know. Some form of, I I feel like we're going to get some type of uh, some blunder tonight. And uh, that'll be, you know, enjoyable in its own way. I'm excited to have some beers and, and to watch some minor league ball. Is, uh, uh, I'm assuming Dad and Pops joining along for this one. I know Dad is going. Um, I think it's kind of like a family affair. I nice. think we're going to have, like, uh, a, a group of people from across my dad's side that are all going to go and yeah that's uh it'll be it'll be cool i uh that's oh i'm sorry continue no no i'm good i'm good uh i i just wanted to say i can't wait though i was wondering the thing with last thing with doug is i cannot wait to watch if he does screw this up like watching jag's twitter just way overreact like season's doomed it's over with like where uh i know there's been some chatter about you guys thinking you aren't going to get aiden hutchinson you might take that gamble I'm one of the guys coming up in the draft, and I just I can't wait for just the the screaming hot takes that come if Dougie fucks up this uh this first pitch. It's it's going to be hysterical, and I understand because like if if Doug McDermott or Doug <laughs> Sean McDermott threw out the first pitch at a Buffalo Bisons game ahead of like his first season with the Bills and like just blew it, we'd be like, well, looks like we're finishing six and ten again. You know, uh, it's 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 a normal reaction, but I'm kind of I'm looking forward to it if if he fucks it up, but all all. all power to him i'm rooting for you doug rooting for you my man um yeah i uh i i just you know just don't like hit a baby just don't (laughs) like peg a pregnant woman or hit a baby or just any of those things and doug ought to be fine but uh yeah and i think i'll probably also end up going to another jumbo shrimp game later this week because i'm like fuck it if ronald's in town i might as well go watch him yeah um but uh but yeah so exciting times there um Slightly, or, well, much less exciting, much more tragic, uh, just kind of thinking of some of the, as we're doing kind of wrap-up stuff, um, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo announced that his, uh, one of his twin sons died, um, that's, uh, like, their newborn, I think they were, like, maybe a couple months old, um, so that's, uh, that's awful, um, and, you know, prayers, thoughts and prayers and, 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 you know, hearts full, uh, for the Ronaldo family. Cause that's, uh, that's, that's a pain that, you know, you obviously can't even really wrap your head around. Um, you know, and it's, it's, it's such awful timing too, because I mean, he, he kind of just had his best moment of the season, you know, this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you saw Dom, but I did. Yeah. He, yeah. Had a hat trick and, you know, hit a free kick, uh, for the hat trick. I mean, so, you know, um, yeah, hopefully, uh, him and his uh, can 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 you know find closure and 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 move on and stuff because that's uh, that's that's as bad as it gets right there. Yeah. Um, Fulham, I hyped up Fulham's uh, promotion party last uh, last episode. Uh, that they lost. Um, uh, so so <laughs> now they uh, rain check. So they play again today, um, and if they win today, then. Um, then, then they're promoted. So it's just like, you know, literally go win a game and you get promoted. They have like six games left. So just need to do it like once. Um, but, but now it's fine. Uh, I, I think they're playing a tough team today, so I don't think it's necessarily going to be a, a cakewalk, but, um, here's hoping that they, uh, can at least put together, uh, a good 90 minutes and, and, and go ahead and seal the deal. Um, we got Champions League next week. I'm not going to bother talking about that right now. We'll get more in-depth Evan Soccer Corner uh, next week when when uh, those matchups are coming because uh, they will be fun. They will uh, they will be good. Um, uh, but but yeah, other than that, Dom. I mean, is there anything any topics I'm missing? Anything well, that think, we need to? I think we covered all the bases. That is just about it. And I think our time is pretty much wrapped up here, Ev. So yeah, I was gonna uh, say. Would you mind? Let, let, let's do a nice little shameless uh, uh, social media plug, and then we can we can put a ribbon and a bow on this bad boy. Twitter.com. You go on there, and when you're on there, you go in the search bar and you type at d o w n n o u t p o d c a s t. Down in out podcast. Uh, you follow us. You see when we post new episodes. You see when we drop whatever other random dumb shit. Um, you know, you, you you tell us what you want. You you, you send us a tweet and and we'll uh we'll we'll, we'll answer. Um, you do that, and then with another phone in your other hand, um, 
you also go on Apple Music or uh, Spotify or whatever you use, whatever streaming service you use, and uh, you go, one, hit, like, follow or, like, you know, like our, the podcast. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's good. Like, that, that, that way, like, new episodes just pop up in your feed. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you, you then give us a five-star review. Um, I want to shout out one of uh, my friends and one of our listeners. Uh, surprisingly, uh, my friend Leah recently told me that uh, she listens to the podcast um, just every so often when she like kind of either like misses me or just misses our friend group from college. So that's kind of cool. Uh, oh, shout out nice. to yeah, shout out to Leah listening and and uh, you know that's it's kind of a sign that like that's kind of what we want this podcast to be a little bit that you know mm-hmm. it doesn't just have to be you know oh obviously we're plugged into sports it helps it helps to know a lot about sports if you're gonna listen to this podcast but. You know, we want it to be fun and enjoyable for everyone. So, uh, you know, share it with your friends. Tell people like, hey, you know, these are my homies. I think you might dig them too. We always appreciate that. So shout out to you and uh, shout out to Leah. Awesome. Thanks, Leah. We appreciate you. Uh, we also appreciate you guys for always showing some love to JD Masters and Buddha. Man of the Mirror is our intro, outro song. You're hearing it right now. Be sure to go show them some love to YouTube, SoundCloud, anywhere you stream your music. Again, anywhere you stream our podcast, or you can give us a five-star rating like Spotify, Apple, Google, and Stitcher. We really appreciate you guys as always. And yeah, tell a friend, you know, to spread the word. And Down and Out is, uh, is a great podcast. We have a lot of fun here, and we want you all to be a part of the ride as well. Look forward to bringing you some more stuff in our next episode coming up but uh i guess that is just about it for today so until next time Look around, only one that isn't on my wagon now.